Hello, and welcome to the Daily Musings Podcast. I am your host, Steve M. I will be reading the daily reflection from the books Beyond Belief, Daily Musings for a 12-Step Life by Joe C., and published by Rebellion Dogs Publishing, and 365 Dao by Deng Ming Dao, published by Harper One. To be clear, I have not received permission from either publisher to reproduce this content in any form. It is strictly intended for my personal use and the enjoyment of my family and a few close friends. I hope you enjoy today's Daily Musings. January 26, 365 Dao. Day 26. Adoration. Images on the altar, or imagined within, we pray to them, but do they answer? The wise tell us how important adoration is, so we kneel before altars, give offerings, and make sacrifices. In our meditations, we are taught to see gods within ourselves and to make supplications to receive power and knowledge. This we do with great sincerity, until the masters say that there are no gods. Then we are confused. The statue on the altar is mere wood and gold leaf, but our need to be reverent is real. The god within may be nothing but visualization, but our need for concentration is real. The attributes of heaven are utopian conjectures, but the essence of these parables is real. The gods, then, represent certain philosophies and extraordinary facets of the human mind. When we devote ourselves to gods, we establish communion with these deeper aspects. The thought that we are worshipping symbolism may make us uncomfortable. We are educated to accept only the tangible, the scientific, and the material. We doubt the efficacy of adoring the merely symbolic, and we are confused when such reverence brings about genuine personal transformation. But worship does affect our feelings and thoughts. When the wise say there are no gods, they mean that the key to understanding all things is within ourselves. External worship is merely a means to point within to the true source of salvation. Day 26. And now, Beyond Belief. Daily Musing for January 26. Today's quote. Most of us play the game of hypocritical procrastination quite unconsciously, and we have endless variations. One group of people, whom I call the travelers, react to a task by remembering that they have some very important chores to do elsewhere. Or they travel elsewhere, hoping to find some very important chores to do. An uncontrollable urge moves them away from the work to be done. The Procrastinator's Handbook by Rita Emmett Other games are described in the handbook. In one game, we play the perfect preparer, who always reads one more book on step four instead of doing an imperfect but perfectly adequate inventory now. 
The socializer goes to a meeting to see friends or talk program, relieving the tensions without solving the problem. The straight nurse can't work on the next step in a cluttered environment, so they do laundry, dishes, or participate in whatever distraction can be called getting organized. The happy helper is the procrastinator who comes to the aid of another before continuing with personal work, regardless of the help being asked for or needed. As busy fellowship members, we look devout. But are we avoiding important tasks that scare us? When we are busy busy, we ask ourselves if we are making life better and acting responsibly, or mistaking tension-relieving activity for actual problem-solving. When we find ourselves avoiding, we need not scold ourselves. We examine our cold feet with childlike curiosity. Why are we afraid? Or what are we avoiding? If what we need to do is for our benefit, what is behind the avoidance? Is it simply a fear of change? Is it laziness or is it something else? We reflect on the possibilities without using rumination as another form of procrastination. Can I be mindful of my procrastination games today? What is my modus operandi for avoidance? January 26th.